0: Hello, Trauma Thrivers. Welcome, 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 welcome to our Thursday night session. And today I am joined by the lovely ladies on my left and, well, where I'm sitting. I don't know actually quite how we're coming out on Facebook Live. You might be above me somewhere in the window. To Mandy and Liz. And Mandy is a coach. And Liz is a therapist and I know them both very well. And I'm delighted that they joined us today in the Facebook group um, to go live on assertiveness. So where should we start? Where should we start, lovely? Where should we start? <laughs> well, should we start with what we think assertiveness is or isn't? Yeah, that's a
1: good yeah. One.
0: yeah. Who wants to go first? Well, I can
1: go first. I mean, Thank for, you, for me, Thank you for me, assertiveness is around um, being able to express calmly um, and to be focused on what it is that you want the outcome to be and to be able to do that by owning your own feelings and not being able to proportion blame to the other person. So... Um, And I think sometimes people muddle assertiveness up with somebody being quite aggressive in their approach and they are two very different things. So I think assertiveness can get a bit of a bad rap sometimes. Um, And I'm sure that we'll kind of go on to talk about that. So I think it gets mistaken for sometimes, you know, somebody feeling quite bullied by the other person or um, feeling threatened or that sort of aggressive nature. Yeah. And actually, you don't have to become anybody differently to who you are. You just, you know, it's just about you stating what's important to you, what the the change of behaviour is, or what the outcome is that you want. Brilliant. So and that's a that great this yeah. for me.
0: I mean, I, I thought that sometimes you could go too passive or you could be too aggressive and kind of assertion was somewhere in the middle. I don't know. But what do you think, Liz? What's your sense? Absolutely.
2: Of I, the same sense. I agree with yes. exactly what Mandy was saying. And I love the point you just made as well about being too passive or sort of too aggressive and finding that balance. And I think for me, being assertive is absolutely being, being able to express yourself Honestly, it's, there's a congruency to it. I love that word.
1: Yeah, yeah, I love that word too.
2: <laughs> really just that, that this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm saying. And, and when I think when, when someone's able to be congruent, they're able to, to say really, especially if it's coming from here rather than, you know, in the head, um, much more likely to be calm and just state what your needs or your wants are. Yeah. Uh, and... Intro, yeah uh, I don't know if we want to talk about the, the, the aggressiveness of the maybe you know. in
0: a bit but I but I also think kind of it's about um, just an intro to defending not defending but 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 believing in our own opinions and our own having our own beliefs and also thinking that our own values and things matter because it's standing up in a way for what we believe in. Which I know with trauma or certainly with codependency, you know, God forbid you ever had a thought or an opinion or didn't just spend your life non-asserting yourself. So for me, it's about our own thoughts and feelings and opinions about things.
2: And giving yourself that voice. Yeah. 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 Which is, yeah
0: is so important in our recovery. So I guess what it's not is it's not, as you touched on Liz, it's not about aggressiveness.
2: No, and interestingly, and I think when potentially, I know for me, I can only speak for me naturally, let's bring it back to that. When I started to learn to have a voice, it was very much at the opposite end of the scale. You know, I'd really sort of swung from being this really Passive, no voice, unable to speak because I didn't. I didn't think I deserved to have a voice, and then sort of swing. This is my experience anyway. Sort of swing the other way, uh, and then it's about sort of coming into the middle where you find balance, which is we'll probably touch on boundaries. It's all of that. It's all mixed in with that where yeah. you know where um, instead of asserting myself, it would be demands and you know, you, you know, sort of almost pointing fingers in that, in that sense, whereas actually it's all about I, me, this is what I want or uh, need. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Ma'am, what do you think for you? I mean, I know that you've worked, you know, a lot, a lot in kind of the corporate sector and in business and, and with lots of people in kind of quite high senior roles. So you must have seen so many experiences where people couldn't assert themselves or kind of over asserted themselves?
1: Yeah I think yes definitely I think the it is I think it was you know with a lot of people it's about them kind of not really understand I know that you've done um, a, a Facebook you know live around boundaries which I thought was you know amazing and we'll touch on those a a bit later but a lot of it is around them really understanding about those boundaries and about you know making assertive choices um, that work for them and when when they kind of allow themselves and give themselves permission to be able to do that and own their own feelings and and their authentic identity it kind of allows them to you need to be more confident in expressing their you, uh, and being assertive. So I think it's kind of flexing that muscle a little bit and getting braver at doing it. Um, and that helps in turn build. And I think when it goes to as extreme, I think, you know, some people feel in order to be heard that maybe they've got to really shout or in order to get the, you know, their point across, they've kind of got to kind of be overbearing with it. And actually you don't need to do that. You just, you know you need to be comfortable with being you and then sometimes if you're going to have a difficult conversation you know I find and I talk to a lot of clients about that just own the fact it's going to be difficult and and say that just yeah. say that this is, feels a bit awkward for me or this is a bit of a difficult conversation for me but it's important for me to talk to you about and then whatever it is you need to talk to them about and actually when you own what's going on for you at that moment it allows you to sort of calm yourself down and set the right tone Yep. Yeah, you know you don't have to go in thinking well I've got to be super woman, man, you know, in order to, you know, make this happen. You can kind of own how you're feeling about it. It feels a bit awkward, a bit difficult. And actually it really does calm everything down. It allows you to kind of fit back in your own feelings and your own body a bit. Yeah. 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 What? Why,
0: ladies, do you think we find it notoriously? And I'm, I'm not going to try and be too sexist here and say that women, you know, sometimes get more of a rap, bad rap about being assertive, you know, um, the, the, the kind of menopause jokes are now, you know, <laughs> are you on your menopause? But why, why do we find it difficult, do you think, all of us, male and female, to be assertive? What's going on? I just, and,
2: uh, I think for, I think a lot of people have just not practiced at being assertive. Not practiced at having a voice. Yeah, you know a, a lot of the you know a lot of the people I've worked with that that is really what their experience has been. Yeah, being able to express because they may have you know grown up in an environment where it, you know having having a voice, having an opinion, having a need, having a want was not welcomed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So of course, that's the for me anyway, and what I've seen it that's the breeding ground for where this lack, you know, this inability to say to, this inability for someone to assert themselves, that's where I think the the root of it is. Yeah, yeah I would
0: agree with you. Mand. what do you think?
1: Well, uh, no, I, I absolutely 100% agree. And I think what can happen in, you know, in an environment is when you're then, and if it's in a work environment and it's a more senior person for argument's sake, or, you know, a different colleague where they, kind of also make that difficult for you it can kind mm. of really sort of emphasize that feeling or kind of bring that back up it's a real trigger point i think absolutely. so that's when you've got to kind of you know really dig deep and and you know really stick with the values that are important to you and those boundaries and um and own that part of it i think which is in turn allows you to speak up and be heard
2: yeah yeah absolutely yeah
1: so for those those of us
0: looking through a trauma lens I suppose where we have adapted as children or we haven't been able to use our voice or speak up or have our needs met you know it must be extremely well I it must be as if I don't know it's extremely scary isn't it to then start to set think to yourself oh my god I'm I'm going to ask so and so to do that, or I'm going to state my opinion on that, or I'm even going to assert a boundary yeah. and say actually that's not appropriate, or I'm going to use the word no. <laughs> I'm sorry because that's an assertion, isn't it? So with trauma, it might it's even more difficult at work. I mean, you know, Mandy's known me for a very, very, very long time, you know, but I I remember in you know, the corporate world that I was in and 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 radio and stuff, I, I'd never have spoken up for myself or had an opinion, really. I was the one in meetings that could never really put my hand up because, oh, my God, to say what I thought about something, you've got to be joking. So I don't know whether you've ever experienced I mean, how was it for
2: both of you? Nightmare. <laughs> I, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, I I so relate to that, and I had, in recent years, an experience where absolutely, like you were alluding to, man, and you were talking about Lou, where, unexpectedly, I was absolutely triggered, completely traumatized by, funnily enough, it. It doesn't matter who it was. Does it matter that they were male or female? probably did to me because it depended who it was triggered this that 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 sort of response I literally became mute mute I became a very small kid and was literally unable to speak yeah and and I wasn't just it wasn't just one-on-one it was me with another two people and um it was absolutely horrific absolutely horrific yeah. and see you know as you were saying man you know getting myself out of that it took mm-hmm. a while I did yeah. eventually but you know I had to you know obviously I'm in therapy because you have to be you know it was therapy there was um other help and support that I asked for and actually was able to go in go back into that assi- situation to help me assert myself I needed literally physically somebody standing beside me yeah and- to help me find find that voice yeah but yeah it just it was yeah, it, yeah yeah terrific you know yeah and yeah. You know, I've done work on, on myself all, you know over many many years but this was just yeah.
0: yeah and I think Liz thank you so much for being honest and sharing you know I think in the group and and what we do with trauma thrivers and stuff it's important to um for people to understand that we're all works in progress and and even as therapists you can get triggered yeah. you know occasionally into your own stuff and it's how we manage that and then come out the other side of it
2: yeah, yeah absolutely and thankfully you know I was in a position where I sort of recognized what was happening and was able to then use the tools that you know you need to use but it but just that it still doesn't mean to say that I'm suddenly always going to be immune, you know, things can no, happen. No. And that. that's, yeah. yeah, yeah well,
0: I think, you know, finding our voice or having a voice or having an opinion or having a, a, a belief or anything or, or even speaking out about any of it when you've been a child that's been through trauma is just so terrifying to so many people. So it's little by little, isn't it? Bit by bit. And maybe it's about starting to assert ourselves with safe others. Yeah. Mm. You know, because well, there are some people, aren't there, that are safer uh, to kind of try it out with than, you know, the really angry, scary boss at work who kind of fires off at everybody all the time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: definitely. I think you. it's about, yeah, it, it's about learning how to do it and developing your technique, isn't it? And it's okay sometimes you know to change your mind um it's okay you know to allow yourself to kind of it can be a bit you know to make mistakes sometimes and then to reflect on what that was so the next time you can kind of change it you know change the way that you approached it yeah Uh, and to kind of make sure you use when we were talking about it before weren't we our resources our support network around us you know to encourage us and to help us do that yeah
0: yeah that's really important too so how do we kind of overcome our lack of assertion or if we find it really really difficult to be assertive what do we need to to know or plan or do any tips ladies i mean firstly i I mean i i always think that the lack of assertion or the lack of voice or the lack of being able to stand up for ourselves is in some way linked to our limiting beliefs about ourselves. So, you know, our, our self-value and our self-worth and um, whether we feel that we're deserving or not, you know, and and I think those need to be tackled or at least we need to know that those limiting beliefs or those internal saboteurs are going to keep us hidden and small and not having a voice because that was safer when we were
2: kids. Safer and familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Familiarity, you know, because I, I guess with with asserting ourselves, that's where, you know, we're going into an area or, a, you know, that we're not familiar with, that's yeah. going to be yeah. scary, that's going to be feel, you know, we're going to feel fear.
0: Well, and it's a that, bit like putting your head above the parapet, isn't oh, and,
2: it? And, yeah. and being seen. You know, because we're used to, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Used to, you know, hiding away, not rocking the boat, not saying anything controversial, you know, because we're trying to, that's the way we've always learned to protect ourselves. But yeah, also, as you said, that limiting belief as well that, that says that we have no value and we have nothing of interest or value to say. Yeah. Or, you know, your opinion doesn't matter, it doesn't count. And who do you think you're, you know, you're, it's, yeah almost like the imposter. Yes, totally, yeah,
0: totally. Totally it is. Yeah. It and incredible. we were laughing about earlier, you know, and I, I'm I'm laughing at myself please about some of these things that um I used to do which Mandy probably knows remembers very well, but you know, if you, if if you go down the assertiveness questionnaire that I've got, you know, it asks you things like how are you asking for the service that you expect when you haven't received it in a shop or a restaurant? Now, think back, ladies, because I know (laughs) I asked you this earlier and you both said you would feel very comfortable with doing that now.
1: Absolutely.
0: But if you go back a decade or two, maybe three or maybe less than that, how would you have felt when you were less assertive? not a yeah. chance
2: yeah and it's also if anyone I was with was being assertive I would have felt embarrassed and I think Mandy was talking about that earlier as well but yeah if I put myself in that situation years ago
0: no yeah and what about if you'd lent money to somebody and you needed it back <laughs> what, yeah. today, what would you have been like asking for that oh <sighs>
2: No, just we'd be more, more concerned that if I asked how would they feel? I wouldn't want to upset them. Yeah. You know, they might get angry and so angry they might never speak to me again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. Saying, saying no without apologising about it. Very comfortable today.
1: What about yeah. you, Matthew? I've been saying no yeah. and without apologising yeah no I'm yeah much more comfortable in doing that I found it I used to find that you know when I was a lot younger quite difficult it's a you know it's just like making the choice or doing what you thought was expected of you or what they want you know what the other person wanted you to do rather than what you really wanted to do so it yeah, so definitely being able to say, no, I can't help you on whatever weekend because I've got something else to do or whatever it might have been. Yeah, It was, you know, sometimes I think, you know, with clients that I work with, sometimes it's a, the delay tactic. They kind of go, oh, let me have a think about that. I might be able or well, let me come back to you. And then they delay as long as possible because they don't want to upset the other person. And then, or then they'll agree to it and then feel resentful about it because actually yeah. they really want to do it because they wanted to do something else, whatever that is. And it's, but it's feeling, you know, it's getting brave enough to be able to say or stating, you know, what you feel or what you want and being yeah. okay with doing that.
2: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, a bit of self-disclosure here, I have um, adult children and I am very comfortable saying no today.
0: amazing me too
2: (laughs) for my own sanity yeah 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 Yeah. absolutely wasn't always the case but
0: and also in you saying no to them surely it teaches them the value and self-value and boundaries and what's okay and what's not okay and it shows that you're kind of respecting yourself and standing up for yourself and and valuing yourself absolutely it's the
2: best message that we can give others I think you touched on. I don't know if it was yourself or Mandy that touched on it earlier which was actually being able to be in that place where you're asserting yourself and stating your needs and wants you know being congruent being from a compassionate place for yourself and the other person it actually allows the other person to respond potentially in a different more positive way if you know if we're asserting ourselves that way yeah yeah, to yeah we give them the opportunity as well to sort of respond and
0: and, and and what happens to the response, do you think, in the opposite way? So if we're not coming in that kind of middle place of being assertive and clear and communicating kind of um, consistently and with clarity, is I think we fall into the over-aggressive or the kind of over-passive people-pleasing.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. And then I think if we're the people-pleasing type or the slightly, dare I say, more codependence type, will say yes, or we won't say it, and then we'll go off and stew on it. Mm. Or we might actually get too aggressive or too angry and then go and stew on that too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I think when there's the, the people-pleasing, the codependent, the not, not having a voice, I've, I've found that it, it, it makes you ill.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. but you because you're repressing everything, aren't you?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, so, uh, you sort of you, in a way. Well, not in a way. It is disconnecting from self. Then there's a there's a disconnect. You know, this is what I'm feeling instinctively. I want to be able to say or do or whatever else, but actually, by not allowing myself to have that voice because I don't think I'm allowed to have a voice, it just it it just you know. I guess, makes you ill in so many areas.
0: Yeah, it's and it's so stressful.
2: Mentally, physically, spiritually, everything. Yeah, it's just, it's an awful, it's an awfully sad place to be.
0: Well, I, I think we both know it, Liz, because dare I fess up, you know, I think, I think you know, my history was a bit codependent. So, you know, <laughs> I think we know it quite well. But I also think what happens is, the other person becomes more important Absolutely. their thoughts about you or their happiness or them approving of you or whatever else becomes more important than your thoughts about yourself Absolutely. and so you negate don't you your own self completely uh, uh and it's all about the other you know and, and getting your your worth because at least they won't abandon you or at least they won't reject you or at least they won't dislike you but actually you're rejecting and abandoning and disliking yourself
2: completely that's exactly what you do is you completely abandon yourself when you when you're in that place of not being able to assert yourself
0: so somehow we have to um know that that child within us with trauma or teenager with trauma or whatever we've learned up along the way, that that part of us has a right. And I know, Mand, you were speaking about rights earlier and about the importance of having rights.
1: Yeah, I think it was just touching on, you know, I have the, it's kind of giving yourself permission to um, To have your to have those rights, you know, I yeah. have the right to change my mind. I have the right to make a mistake, and not have to explain. You know, I have a you know, I have a right um, to be heard. It, there's lots of different rights. I think that you know there was a list that we were.
0: That yeah, we were I have the right it. to express my feelings. Yeah, I have the right to say yes and no. Um, I have the right to say I don't understand. Um, I have the right simply to be myself without having to act for other people's benefit. But I mean, even just some of those, I would say that myself and most of my clients, that a lot of them don't feel that they've got the right to express their feelings.
1: Yeah, well, I I don't, I I don't disagree. I think with a lot of clients that I coach, it's, them kind of understanding that actually that is okay they have a right to you know be able to just speak up and to you know own their feelings and to express what's working for them and what isn't working for them and getting some real clarity around how they're going to do that yeah. and you know the different tools and techniques that um, we work together on in order for them to to feel more confident in doing that actually yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Um, I have the right to decline responsibility for other people's problems.
2: Lovely.
1: Yeah, that's a really powerful
2: right to have, isn't it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So many people do not, aren't aware that they have that right. Yeah. They don't have to come in and keep fixing for other people.
1: No, you can be, um, you can have empathy for that person. Yep. You know, I empathize with what's going on and, you know, with whatever the issue or the problem is, but you still, you, but you can retain the right not to have to fix it. Yep, yeah. So it's interesting, isn't it? Because
0: assertion is almost like having a, a voice or speaking our mind, or speaking our thoughts, or our values. So it's very close to boundaries. Yeah, like you can't put in a boundary unless you master assertion.
1: Yes, I, I, I yeah, I, I agree. I think they kind of link together a little bit. You know, when you're clear around what your hard boundary is, um, you know, then you're able to kind of make the right assertive choice and I think yeah. what I tend to do with, with clients is that I get them to kind of really understand what it is that's going on so you know it's what is happening here what's happening what's what's happening in this situation um, how do I feel about it um, you know what is it that's making me feel that way and what's the outcome that I want and I think when you're really clear about the answer to each of those questions it kind of allows you to to kind of really focus on what the outcome is so when you you know go into having this conversation with somebody or you know asserting a boundary that's really important for you you're you're able to stay focused on what the outcome is because sometimes you can go into the conversation and get and then somebody will come back and say something you'll be like oh and maybe get a little bit lost but I think when you're really clear about the answers to those questions it really helps you prepare and kind of feel that you're going in you know armed with kind of sort of lasered on what your focus is for that outcome and that's really important because it honors it honors you and the values and the boundary that's important to you
0: yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense I agree
1: yeah so what other tips and
0: tools and techniques would we give to people to learn how to be more assertive or to even try out their assertiveness tools with others? What 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 can they start to do? What did we start to do?
2: I think the first thing that comes into my mind is is helping a client to begin to recognize the saboteur yep. in the <laughs> That inner critic, that as I call it, the adapted adult, um, which is very close to the, the teenager, you know the, you know that or critical parent. There's lots of yeah, yeah,
0: problems, yeah. But yeah.
2: That inner dialogue to, to begin to connect and recognize it because it is just so. It's usually so ingrained in a pattern of behaviour that people don't necessarily recognize that it's oh, what I. It's not okay, or you know, do I have a choice about giving myself a hard time? You know, it's it's beginning to recognise that, and yeah. then once they start to recognise that, is then I guess it's a little bit of role play, um, a little bit of you know, even thinking about well, you know, would it feel like to actually be talking to yourself like that? You know, with yes. a friend like that, or you know, that that sort of thing, and then start to give examples because invariably what will happen as soon as someone can start to identify it and then start to think about, well, wait a minute, would I speak to someone I love like that? Once that penny starts to drop and then I think there's, you know, there's, um, I guess it gives a platform to sort of continue in that work and then start to replace that, that dialogue with yeah. actually, you know, what that, is that's,
0: what that? Yeah, that's a really good point, Liz, because I I often at the beginning when I'm working with somebody is I always explain the kind of five circle idea, because I think it's just quite a good theory or method for understanding how we work and our psyches. And so in that middle circle is always the adult self, which is our kind of present moment self. And then we've got our critical parent up here and our not okay child down there. And there are kind of history, if you like, of critical parent is that internal saboteur, you did that wrong, you'll never succeed. They're thinking that, and off and off it goes. And the child is our self that contains some of these beliefs about worth or value, or Mm -hmm. am I good enough? or you know, am I lovable? And, and it's that child that wants to hide and cower and then the critical parent has a go at it. So, you know, we've got to come back, haven't we, to our adult self and, dare I say, even at some point in our journey, our own internal nurturing parent who's the opposite to that critical parent that says...
2: Absolutely
0: good job and Mm -hmm. didn't you do well and what you can do it and
2: oh you know it's like it's that process of reparenting yourself yeah which is the you know replacing that negative dialogue recognizing it and looking at and as you said it's you know that adapted to that critical parent or whatever else it's it's that that's the one that's actually I guess explained it to the the little kid and as the little traumatized child and someone that you know this is well it's your fault or it's this yes. done you've done that wrong you're never you're never gonna make anything of yourself what's the point blah 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 and it's yeah the yeah, the yeah and then starting to actually essentially reparent yeah and yeah heal heal the child and actually start to tell them what the truth is. Well
0: I always say to clients can you put the child behind you and can you protect your own child behind you because it's you're going to be our adults, isn't it, that are the assertive part of us.
2: Mm. You know,
0: they're the ones that are going to stand up and go, no, or actually, no, I can't do that, or excuse me, my soup is cold, you know, yeah. or hot or whatever. Yeah. It. yeah. So, uh, you know, it's it's that. Yeah. So I think little by little, for me, it's about starting to bring in the adult voice where you can. know
2: yeah absolutely i usually will do some visualization as well and imagining you know what this this adult would be you know what are the positive attributes what would what would you want your functional adult to be Mm. it's also as well i I think part of that process as well as being um compassionate not only obviously with the sort of the wounded child so to speak but also that teenage, adapted, adult, pre- critical parent, because that's also part of them. And actually, they've done a great job up until now, but I'll take it from here. Yeah. that you know. So there's yeah. no criticism going on, no matter what it is. It's just having that, you know, compassion for self, I guess. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know about you guys, but I always seem to find that the teenager's the one that's got the aggression.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Wait, oh. F off. Yes, 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 yes. Oh,
0: yes. Foxtrot Oscar, as I like to say.
2: I shall try and use that because I, I deliberately didn't swear that at that point. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Really <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. It's the angry, yeah, the rebel, the, yeah. And it's, and it's the part of self that is the one that will always you know, openly criticise, put down, condemn, yeah. Yeah,
0: and, and any other thoughts really, just some final thoughts on, you know, how we move into this kind of place where we can assert our own needs and we can assert our own feelings and we can assert our boundaries. And most of the time, I mean, you know, I I get it wrong still sometimes, I must admit, I assert with the wrong people at the wrong time. So we can still cock up, but, you know, what would you like to kind of finally say, I suppose, as the last tips and tools or what you would suggest to anybody watching this who really struggles with assertion or assertiveness?
2: I think the first thing that comes into my mind is um, you can't do it alone. You need help, you need support, whatever form that comes in. Um, I think you you mentioned it earlier, Lou, I think it was you, Lou, that um, surrounding yourself with safe, supportive people, that's usually a good start. Yeah. Um, because they, you know, aligning yourself, you know, with good, trustworthy, loving, compassionate, either friends or, you know, if you can manage to go into therapy or have coaching or um, it's always good to get a, a sort of second opinion from someone. It's always the chances are because they're not you, the chances are they're going to be able to see things that you maybe don't see or haven't thought about. They might have that experience themselves and this is what worked for them, so that's I think is really is is absolutely key because otherwise, you know, trying to work it out in your own mind is not necessarily going to be, you know, the most um, helpful place. <laughs> to I go. agree with you. So, yeah, so I think that's what comes up for me. Don't know what <laughs> you think, Mandy.
1: Yeah, I I I agree. I think it's it, you know definitely have that kind of support network around you that can kind of just you know really you know be there to kind of cheer you on and allow you to you know get braver at making your assertive choices and speaking up and I think you know it's that you know take one small step at a time I think is what we we kind of talked about is you know do that um, assert yourself around it sort of slightly safer people you know rather than go in and tackle the huge big dominant figure that's there I mean I'm not saying you know just build up to that point you know um and it's okay you know I you have the right to make mistakes you know you have the right to change your mind you know and I think that's really important to you know if you make a choice and you um set your boundary and then you know you're it's okay for you to kind of you know mess it up a little bit at the beginning it's you know that's the whole point we get better at it but I think it's you know being really clear on what you want the outcome to be for me is owning your own feelings when you're you know stepping into having that conversation and if it feels a bit awkward then say it feels a little bit awkward or this is a bit difficult for me you know I think that's really important because it allows you to kind of feel more confident in in what you're doing because you're kind of accepting and saying, yeah, actually these feelings are a bit odd and this does feel a little bit awkward. And, you know, take those small steps because as we know, the small steps create the big change. Yeah.
0: And, And I'd like to just end by saying that I think when you do start to become more assertive and you do start to have a voice or speak up or say no, there is gonna be some flack <laughs> from some people who are used to you not being like that. So it's about too being able to let somebody else stay with their anger or their aggression or their pissed offness, and you stay with your own stuff and not go in and try and rescue or do anything with anybody else's feelings you know, because it's difficult, isn't it? When we're at those beginning stages of trying to assert ourselves, what feedback you get sometimes is that you get quite extreme feedback from those closest to you
1: because they're just not used to it. They're not used to you speaking up or, you know, asserting what and making a choice that, and saying yes or no. Yeah. But honestly, isn't it much, much easier
0: to be around people that do express their opinions and their thoughts and their beliefs, even if they are different to to yours, it's much easier to be in relationship with people that are clear about those things and even expressing them and their emotions. Because when somebody's not it's very difficult to ask them what they want to do or where they want to go or where they want to have dinner or it's very difficult to to engage if those people aren't being assertive about what their needs and wants are. Mm.
1: Yeah, I do agree with that. I mean, you know, to have that ability to be able to, you know share your opinion with somebody that's close to you and allow them to you know do the same and for it to be a constructive and balanced conversation yeah um, is incredibly important and yeah. you know we don't all we're not always surrounded by people that that can do that um but i think as long as we're we continue to um be braver expressing our own opinions um and our needs actually it kind of allows the people around us to do that too
2: yeah absolutely and allows the people around us as well to get to know us yeah exactly
1: yeah. exactly just, you know
2: my, yeah really yeah, yeah. such yeah. a lovely way. it's interesting just very quickly i was I was thinking when you were saying about um you know leaving other people at the you know the sort of the pushback when we start to assert ourselves and state our needs and our wants and everything else and i once i was doing some trauma work on me and sort of take myself off to the states and the therapist i remember um explaining this idea of just let them do their flapping and twirling over there and i thought that's such a great way isn't it yeah yeah i'm, here. I'm protected i've got my boundary the answer's no and just you know watch them do their flapping and twirling and just let them get on with it yeah yeah, yeah
0: because the flapping and twirling does shift. It will end and it will, I mean, it probably feels like it's never ending to some people with their partners or their families or their relationships. But once we become more and more solid in our adult self and more and more boundaried and assertive, that flack, just drops away there's no twirling around you then is there
2: oh no and even if there is you just you walk away from the twirling yeah Yeah. even if it's metaphorically or you know physically or whatever else you just you sort of you you're not in the the dance you're not in that yeah
0: because truly I believe that if when people really care about you they want you to assert yourself they want you to be who you are absolutely. they want to know what your needs and wants are they yeah. even want to know what your feelings are
2: absolutely because they yeah. value you because they they value you yeah. yeah yeah and by doing what we've been talking about it we learn to value ourselves yeah and that's, in, in, you know, essentially who will end up sort of gravitating towards, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Those, those same people that reciprocate. Yeah,
0: Totally, totally. Well, I value both of you tonight Aww. and your time and for coming into and the group. You. I hope that it's useful for whoever listens or watches this later. And if you do have any questions, maybe you can let us know or come into the Trauma Fivers Facebook group, or, you know, we're we're here and we're contactable. So just, yeah. I'm not sure if we've got any questions coming in. There's a bit of a delay sometimes, but if anybody's got any comments or any questions, just let us know and we'll try and answer them. And if not, you can always post underneath the video wherever it is or find the videos on the Facebook group or the YouTube and we will come back and answer them later. Ladies, thank you. I'm oh, going God. to stop the live now. Say goodbye to thank everybody you. and thank you for joining us and we'll catch up with you very soon. Pleasure oh. to
2: be done here, Betty boss. No,
0: thank you. To you. Take care.
2: Bye. 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 bye.